Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 550, recorded live on Sunday, March 11th, 2018. And here are your hosts, the man who was a pillow before the recording, Dave Poy. Hey! And the man who also was a pillow before this recording, Andy Lowe. Hi. Hi, Andy. Hello, Dave. Did you enjoy your time as a pillow? Uh, yes-ish? Okay. Yes-ish. Fair. Well, it, 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 we, we have uh, Pink Eye 2, Electric Boogaloo here. Oh, no! Oh, yes, plus double ear infections. Oh, no! Like, both ears or multiple people with both ears? No, no, no. I'm, I'm not sure ears. what double ear infection. Both ears. He's, he's got it in both of his ears. On top oh, God. of having pink eye. So, like, everything above his neck is just bacteria. Yes. Yes, it is. That's, I, that sucks. I'm sorry. So, uh, Kate actually stayed home with him on Friday because um, we had uh, a fan go out on one of our automation servers up in Lansing. Yeah. And so, um the company shipped us a new fan, so, you know, I wanted to get that replaced. Yeah, but it means you had to be there. Yeah. So I drive up to Lansing, and the fun bit was I open up the, the box, and I'm looking at it, the fan, going, A, this fan is not the right size. It's too small to fit in the uh, shroud that the fan is supposed to fit in. And uh-huh. two, it's only a three-pin, not a four-pin. So the, the four-pin things there are uh, allow the motherboard to control the fan speed. Right. Which this one did not have that fourth pin. But that's like you just don't plug in the fourth pin, right? Well, the uh, the pins have ears on them, so you can only plug in the adapter the one way. And so the three-pin adapter will not fit in the four-pin slot because of the ears. Because of the ears? Uh, the the adapter, if you look at it uh, head on, looks like a uh-huh. C shape. Uh huh. And so the four pin C is bigger than the three pin C. Think of like a capital C versus a lowercase C. Okay. So they don't fit. So yeah. So my entire reason for driving up to Lansing failed. Yeah. Well, didn't fail. You found out there was an error. Called them up, told them that there was an error, and they're like, but that's the only fan that we use. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm looking at another one. <laughs> it, it might be the only fan you use right now. But, you know, two years ago, you used this fan. <laughs> <laughs> two years ago, you used another fan. I would like to have that one, please. And they're like, well, okay, you're going to have to send back this fan, and then we're going to have to hunt down a fan, and then e- like mail that to you, and then you're going to have to send us back the other one. And I'm just like, you know what, at this point... I'll go buy a fan. I'll go buy a fan. And next time, when, when you report that the fan goes out, you know to say, like, I need this model. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that was, that was a no, fun that's, Friday. That's I'm, I'm like, sorry to hear that. Kate's stuck at home with the kid. I drove all the way up to Lansing for no apparent reason. Yeah, and it's what, an hour drive? Hour 15 from door to door. Yep. So yeah, I spent more time in the car than actually in the building, which is always fun. Uh, at least you get paid for the drive. 
Yes, that is true. And get to mark the milestone. Yes. Although, you probably won't be uh, itemizing your deductions next year. We're, right. we're on the cusp on that one. According to some of the calculators, yes. Some of them say no, so... Andy, it's going to be a $24,000 standard deduction for you. Yes, I know, and we're just around that. It depends on um, how much Kate makes. Okay. This year is hard to tell because Kate was out, you know, for half the year. Well, yep. three months. Quarter. Quarter. Quarter of the year. Quarter of the year. Okay. Well, then. Do you have your taxes all filed for this year? No. Ah. I, I, the federal already filed, and we've already got the refund. The state, though, I still have to print out the state tax form and mail that in. Because, you know, TurboTax wants to charge me 20 bucks to file my state tax return. And you're going to say, no. So I'm like, wait, is there any penalty if I mail it in? Well, your penalty is you don't get money back as quickly. And I'm like, that's I, fine. I'm okay with that. I am, Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. So, Isn't there a free place to file? It might only be for federal. Yeah. It's pretty crazy when you find out that, like, most other countries, the the government does your taxes for you. Yeah, no, and the U.S., you know, can easily do it on their own as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched the Adam Ruins Everything on it. There was an Adam Ruins Everything? Yeah, there was, actually. Uh, what episode was that? I'll have to go check that out. You can't ruin taxes. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's nothing there to ruin. Okay, season two... Adam Ruins the Economy. There we go. Ah, uh, okay. Episode 11, Season 2. Season 2, Episode 11. Got it. <coughs> Ooh. Ooh. Season 3. Yeah? Starts on the 20th. Ooh. What's the first episode? Have they, have they titled it? They've titled it, Give Me Liberty or Give Me Truth. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. So, <laughs> I got nowhere to go from there. Uh, we're building up to basketball tournament season. Oh, it's Selection Sunday. Yeah, so I should make my bracket tomorrow. Yeah, I gotta make mine as well. Or, because even after Selection Sunday, there's still like some wild cards, right? Well, yeah, the uh, the the f- two play-in games. Or is there four play-in games now? I think there's four, one in each quadrant. Yes. Okay. 6 so p.m. is when the those. selection show starts, so we won't know until probably, you know, 10 o'clock at night. Ooh. Oh, good. Never mind. They, Never uh, mind. The, before, it used to, you know, take hours. Okay. Uh, they have said that a quick reveal of all 68 teams in the field and where they are seated within the bracket will be completed within 30 minutes. What? Good for them. <laughs> They've made it more efficient. Good. Why does it even still take them 30 minutes? Like, I feel like you could just publish it and be done. Well, they gotta, they gotta make it, you know, who's on the bubble? Who are the, you know, the first four games and... Why? Oh, the, oh, 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 okay. They're actually going to announce teams in alphabetical order. What? And then slowly reveal the bracket itself. But why? Why? (laughs) And also, 
when they reveal the teams, like, are they going to call them by their actual name? Because if they do, the U's are going to be really long. Well, no, I don't think they're going to all be like University of Alabama. I think they're going to be Alabama and, you know, Virginia, not don't, UVA. Don't, don't take away my my dream. <laughs> I'm going to quickly go through, uh, you know, 10 teams and they're going to hit the U's and be like, all right. Like, here's the next 60. <laughs> Got to be more than a few Big Ten in there, though, based on, on how they were playing. So that's nice. What's the prediction? God, there, there are people who, you know, spend time just predicting who the 68 teams are going to be. No surprise, the yeah, it wouldn't even let me get to the... Uh, yep, there it goes. I can get to the router. Yeah, router has had no problems. Hmm, maybe my uh, laptop is having issues. Right, anyway. So we were talking about basketball, <laughs> but we should probably move on. <clears throat> okay. We move on to... Um, actual topics. Oh, yeah, those those links in the sidebar. Yes. They're, they're a thing. Yes. Uh, looks like we've got a f- more than a few updates on previous topics. Yes, yes, we do. Like Toys R Us? Yes, Toys R Us, according to some unnamed sources, is most likely going to announce on Monday that they are going into 100% bankruptcy. They were doing the chapter 11. Yes. Which is the, we fucked up. Uh, please help us restructure so that we can continue to operate. Okay. So this says that they're, they're going away from that. They are going to liquidate their entire U.S. business after they have been unable to secure a buyer for the chain or restructure its debt with the creditors. Oh. 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 Well, then. Yeah. Um, where did, I'm looking through this. Where does it say, oh, but the remaining might not be far behind? Oh, wow. I guess they grew up. <laughs> or even worse, it's I guess they didn't grow up. <laughs> there's there's a moral the in here somewhere about, like, not growing up and always being a kid. Oh. The problem is, though... Um, if Toys R Us goes down, that means Babies R Us is going to go down with it. Probably. Not necessarily. <clears throat> they could spawn it off into a separate thing. I don't think so. Mm, well, okay. The company's massive interest payments also sucked up resources that could have gone towards technology and improving operations. So what I'm hearing is they did not get the right loans. Nope. But we talked about that last time. Yeah. Well, I, I, until they say it, I mean, it's not a thing, but perhaps like not investing in them right now would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, that's unfortunate for Toys R Us. What else do we have? What are these other updates? Well, HQ Trivia just got more funding, even though as we... Ow! Just- who? Who is funding them? I don't know, but they just raised another $15 million. Is that why their prize pools have been going up on the weekends? I guess so. 
Yeah, the new funding will also facilitate a push towards larger real money prizes. Yep. You did you have you been paying attention to it? Have you been playing it? Uh, I have not actually. Uh, tonight's game. Yeah. Is a twenty five thousand dollar prize pool. Okay. One winner. How is that supposed to work? You just keep going until there's only one person left. They're they're going to keep going until there's one person. Oh jeez. But wait, I hear you say. What if everyone goes out on the same question? Then they carry the prize to next week. Oh, jeez. And one person has a chance to win $50,000. You going to play trivia tonight, Andy? Probably not. I just want to go to bed. Normally 9 o'clock is when we get Isaac ready for bed, so. $25,000. For pushing things on your phone screen. That's what, like a year of daycare? Mm-hmm. Hold on, doing the math. Uh, actually, more. Let's see, you said 25000 Well, less taxes. Yeah. Call it 15000 Okay, if you want to do 15000 Okay, so that would be about a year. But once again, how are these guys making money? They're not. They're not making money, not yet. I already gave you two ways that they could make money. Well, no, I gave you one way they could make money. I actually came up with another way that they could make money. The problem is the second way would be considered, well, would it be considered gambling? Yeah. No? Huh. I, I need a lawyer. Because <laughs> um, you, could, you could make it gambling, but you could also make it not gambling. Um. So the we you remember the first way they could make money, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The the buy in, you know, on the spot. Yeah, which by the way, my dad had a brilliant addition to, which is that the money from the buy in goes back to the pot. Uh, I feel like it'd be more like a lottery thing there, where it goes gets put into the next one, or it goes into the. It's that's fine, but like yeah, the more yeah. people that do it, the bigger the pots get. And I think it should be the the main pot because. The more people that do it, the more people will want to do it because the pot's going to keep growing. Um, the other way that I came up with just like last, I think it was last night was side bets. Will this question be a savage question? Oh, For those of you listening who are unfamiliar with the concept of savage question, that's when most of the people get it wrong. So you would have to, at the time, you know, you'd answer your question. And then at that time, you would also try and figure out if you think... Like, There'd be a little checkbox or something for, do you think this will be a savage question? Right? I, yeah, I could see that. Both of these, so like the way to do that one where it's not gambling is that um, in order to, to guess, you have to purchase guesses for savage questions. But I don't know if that's actually gambling or not. I don't know. I think that might be gambling. It's like purchasing chips at a casino, right? Mm-hmm. And then using those chips to try and make more money. Like, that's, that is gambling. So I don't know if that would be something they could do. But yeah, those are ways that they could make money. So I don't know what they're doing just sitting there not making money. They should be making a ton of money right now. They should be making money, but they're not. <laughs> I wonder if it's just a front for the mafia. That's like the only other thing I can think of right now. Scott Rogowski's just like a mob front man. 
in other sad news, though, we talked about how the uh, GameStop CEO was stepping down due to medical reasons. Passed away. Yep, he just passed away. So thoughts and prayers to his family. Yep. Because, dang, that's... I mean, he, he got to at least spend the end of his life with his family, right? True, he, yes. Yeah, he, he stepped left down. in November, so... He stopped working. But yeah, that's kind of sucky stuff. Mm-hmm. Moving on... Uh, Oculus Rift stopped working for a bit. Oculus Rift stopped working. Yes. Like, everyone's at yeah, the same head- time? The, the headset's um, software certification is preventing owners from launching software. So, um, yeah, there was uh, the certificate was out of date. So Oculus had to basically send out a new security certificate to let people actually, you know, use their Oculus. And the the patch was released 20 hours after Oculus first acknowledged that there was a problem. 20 hours. That's not bad. That's not bad? Like, no. Well, it depends. How long before the patch, or how long before the, the problem did they know it was a problem? Um, I'm trying to see. Let's see, they announced it shortly after noon. This thread... Was posted. They don't list times on their forum posts. Gee, thanks, guys. My point is, like, if there's a critical problem in their their software, finding it, diagnosing it, fixing it, testing it, distributing it in 20 hours is actually pretty damn good. If you know they were on the ball when the problem first originally happened. Especially if they weren't when the problem happened, right? Like, oh shit, there's a thing. Everyone come into work right now. They've also uh, given people $15 credit for lost time. In the Oculus store? Mm-hmm. Yay! <laughs> oh man, I want VR to be there so badly, but I just don't think it's there yet. And it's it's this terrible paradox because the only way for it to get there is for people to buy it and invest in it. But I don't want to buy it until there's something there. Like I want if I'm going to drop eight hundred dollars on this thing, I want it to be more than just a party trick, right? Yeah. But I mean, I haven't like even seen where they just you know get to update their security certificates. That's just dumb. Oh, wait, that was the problem? Yeah, it was an expired security certificate. Oh, no, that shouldn't have taken 20 hours to fix. I thought there was like a just a bug in the software. No, no, it was a security certificate that needed to be oh, updated because it no, had expired. Okay, that, that does, that changes things. That's not an unknown issue. That's a someone fucked up issue. Yes. And that should not have taken 20 hours to patch. Okay. They just lost all the respect that they just got from me. That's why I was like, 20 hours seems like a bit much. Yeah, no, it, it was a bit much. I missed that it was just the security cert. I think I was telling my dog to go get his food when you were saying that. There's a mute button. Did you know that? There's a mute button? On Skype. Well, yes. That I, I can mute my my own microphone? Yes, my I know point, that. You were talking, the dog came up because Laura sent him up because we need to do tricks for his food. <laughs> And so I had to mute myself and and have him, like, shake and then told him to go get his food. Uh, Unfortunately, during that, I think I missed that it was the security cert. 
Yeah, no, that's that's stupid. You make him do tricks for his food? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, we make the dog do tricks for his food. It's it's how you train a dog. It's how we teach him things like shake and go to mom and go to dad and come here and follow. Do did did you not have to do this with your dog? No. We just fed him food. Speaking of, hi pup. So, um in other good news. Yeah, we actually have good news because yes. like most of the stuff we've talked about so far, like HQ got money. For no That's apparent neither reason. good nor bad. But like um Toys R Us was crappy, CEO passing away was crappy, like this is not good stuff. Oculus right Rift now. stopped working because of a security certificate and it took him twenty hours to fix it. Yep. Oh, there's another Trump bad news. The, Trump met the the White House or not the, met the White House. Trump at the White House met with uh, video game executives because it's the '90s all over again. Because yeah, because evidently like, oh no, games are violent. I I don't even know where that came from. This uh, what was the one of the groups that was there it was um, the ESA? No, the Media Research Center. Yeah, and the Parent Television Council. Oh, the Parent Television Council. I remember those names. They they used to try and do stuff, and we like they got shot down left and right. Yeah, two thousand and four, the FCC revealed that the Parents Television Council is the primary source of most content complaints received. And I still remember at one point they had a bunch of people complain about something. And the FCC talked to them and asked them what basically what channel it was on and what time it was on, and the people didn't know because they were just told by the PTC to go complain about this without actually, Despite you know... not having actually watched it. Yes. Or seen it. Well, the ESA was there. The ESRB was there. Take-Two and Bethesda. And then, yeah, the Media Research Center and the Parents Television Council. Oh, my God. Which, you know, the Parents Television Council is actually a spin-off of the Media Research Center. Oh, dear. Yeah. And, you know, it was a nice open discussion when the White House starts off by basically creating a shock best hits episode, the YouTube video of, you know, violence in video games. Yeah. Be like, this is the shit you're putting out. We don't like it. Of course, they've got the uh, Call of Duty, no Russian... Yep. Call of Duty yeah. airport scene. They have Sniper Elite stuff in there. They have Wolfenstein stuff in there as well, which, you know, violence against Nazis, well, I guess, is bad. I mean, I, for, for this White House. God. Violence and video. Man, I just watched a, a YouTube video about everything great about Dread. And and you're till like, that one movie had more violence than all of these games put together. <sighs> <sighs> Was Jack Thompson there? No, no, he wasn't. You would think, though, if they just wanted to complete the 90s trifecta. That they, they would have invited Jack Thompson? Yeah. Maybe they did, and he actually knew better. <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. Um, do we have anything else negative and yes. depressing before yes, we, we start turning this around? Oh, God. Um, Sorry, guys. There was a California startup called uh swarm technologies that doesn't sound 
um, that launched four internet satellites into space back in January without getting permission. Do you need permission to put something in orbit? Yes. Yes, you do. Okay. How did they get something into orbit? Uh, they, um, the launch happened on what was an otherwise historic day. On January 12, 2018, the state-owned Indian Space Agency launched its 100th satellite along with 30 others. Four of those satellites, though, were the four that were not approved to be up there. So they launched four satellites. On top of, you know, 30 others inside that rocket. But, like, did they did they fake it to the, the Indian Space Organization? Uh, the ISRO described the, the quartet as American-owned two-way satellite communication data relay devices, but with no operator identified. Oops. Now that they're up there... Yeah, the problem is the FCC had dismissed Swarm's applications for its experimental satellites a month earlier on safety grounds. Because these satellites are so small, they can't be tracked. Oops. So what's going to happen to them? Like, they have the satellites up there. Um, mainly the satellites are already up there, so you can't really do anything about them. Right. So basically what the thing is, the FCC is investigating the incident, and now you could lose all future launch privileges for them. But they didn't have launch privileges in the first place. Like, how is that a punishment when they didn't have it to begin with? Yeah, they, they, they went for approval, didn't get approval, got shot down, and they still launched them anyway. Hopefully there's some major fine or something, because that's just ridiculous. I mean, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, nothing like having private industries, you know, put up satellites there without... Without permission. Yes. I mean, private industries putting up satellites is fine. They do it all the time. But let's let's have that regulated and known. Yeah. Please. Please, let's have that regulated and known. First time in history, uh, unre- uh, unauthorized satellites have actually been placed into space. Every time, you know, that, everybody well, else... That we know of. That is true. First time we know of. A lot of secret stuff going on in the 60s. Yeah. Okay. Net neutrality. Yes. So um, the uh, appeals court has been announced for the lawsuit against FCC. Which one? The ninth court in uh, San Francisco. That tends to have more liberal rulings. Yes. So it'll probably rule in favor of striking down the the law. If the... um, plaintiffs or defendants do not get it moved to the dc court which was the last court to rule on net neutrality right which also tends to favor the more conservative view if i recall correctly um uh, the the dc well the dc court was the last one to rule on net neutrality and they ruled in favor of new net net neutrality so okay so that puts ajit pai in a really rough place yes Either he leaves it at the Ninth Circuit, which will almost certainly rule in favor of neutrality, or he tries to get it moved to the D.C. Circuit, which has already ruled in favor of net neutrality. Yes. Okay. Well, then, probably just leave it where it is. So while that's going on and the lawsuits, you know, are doing their thing, Washington State has decided to basically say, screw you, and signed into law their own net neutrality rules. Which may end up unenforceable. Yes, which also might cause another lawsuit because the FCC rules state that um, 
states can't overrule it. Yes, prohibited state laws from contradicting the the, uh, net neutrality vote that they just took. Yep, which I guess technically the FCC doesn't need to do anything. They can just let the state write the law, and when the ISP ignores it and the state tries to go after the ISP, the ISP is like, yeah, but your law doesn't count. They can just let like Verizon and AT&T fight it. Yeah, but they, they'll they have to take this to a federal court, though, because if they take it to the state court, the state court's going to rule on state law. Yeah, uh, unless the state court rules that the state law is null and void because the federal court, uh, not federal court, because the federal commission says it doesn't count. I don't know. Either way, this is probably most likely also going to a lawsuit of some kind. Yep. And the motion in the House and Senate... Uh, the Senate has enough votes to require a vote. They just don't have enough votes to pass it. Yep. And the House Republicans are also uh, don't have enough votes to do anything with it. Oh, so God, We've been sitting at 50 votes for how long? A while. Come on. Uh, Ajit Pai is under investigation. That's something we haven't talked about yet. What's he under investigation for this time? Guess. God, um... Sinclair Broadcasting? Yep. I just I just shot a dark in that, you know, <laughs> shot in the dark. On shot the- a dark. You you shot a dark? Yes, I shot a dark. Okay. From a dark gun. Yeah. Uh, so asking whether or not he's, he's giving preferential treatment to certain groups. God, did you hear the latest thing that Sinclair wants to do? No. Sinclair Broadcast Group, let me find the... Uh, Forcing their new news anchors to, to decry fake, fake news from the... Um, it's a selection of the 60 to 90 second script that the news anchors are required to read, right? Okay. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, national media outlets are publishing these same fake stories without checking facts first. Unfortunately, some members of the national media are using their platforms to push their own personal bias and agenda to control exactly what people think. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Yes. Yes, it is. I assume they're going to talk about this in in the perspective of everyone except us. Yes. Because like not not necessarily recognizing that that's exactly what they're doing. One one news anchor felt like a POW while recording the spot. Yep. Uh, talent should dress in jewel tones. However, they should not look political in their address or attire. Avoid total red, blue, and purple dress and suits. Avoid totally red, blue, and purple ties. The goal is to look apolitical, neutral, nonpartisan, yet professional. We don't want you to look political while we make you read a political statement. Yes. And this is also supposed to be run during your news section, so you know you're not allowed to, you know, run run this. Um, Drop it in the middle of the night. Yeah. Well, crap. Like that's that's pretty sucky. Mm-hmm. That's your local news for you. Um. So yeah, so we should actually try and hit some good news. Uh, yeah. There's there is some neat stuff out here. Um, th- here's one for the I'll believe it when I see it. Okay. Stack. Um, Gabe Newell said Valve will start making games again. Yes. Said that Artifact, the new Dota card game, will be the first of several games that are going to be coming from us. Hooray! Valve is going to start shipping games again. As I said, I will believe it when I see it. 
Half-Life 3 confirmed. <laughs> um, didn't their writer leave? Yes, yes, he did. Didn't he, he not only leave, but basically published the script of, of Half-Life 3? Yes. Oh, I think that that, that, that ship might have sailed. I think they might be done on that one. Yeah, he didn't go into detail about what the new games would be, but he really talked about Valve and Valve Steam VR. Yeah. He pointed out the, the, the Valve has spent the last couple years dedicated to hardware, learning hardware, learning how to create hardware, learning what to do with hardware. And now they're in this place where they can they can start combining that hardware knowledge with software knowledge. So they're currently building three I mean, full games, not experiments, according to Gabe, three full games right now. Yep. Let's remember and, and give credit where credit is due. Valve put a lot of time and energy and money behind studying VR. Yes. And all of the advancements that have been made for the Oculus and the Vive are are primarily coming from valve's research yes so just want to make sure that's not lost uh so they might come out with games that'd be cool i'd love to see another like fully independent ip like a whole brand new ip that'd just be amazing it's probably not gonna happen um what else i got a baby at the gate here a baby at the gate. Sounds dangerous. Hi. Sounds like a dinosaur? That's his that's his orca laugh. His orca laugh. Yeah. You're gonna laugh. Okay. Or you're just gonna bounce up and down. The come pick me up, damn it. Yep. There we go. Did you hear that? Yeah, I, I heard that. <laughs> I maintain there's a dinosaur in your house. Yep. I have a friend who has a parrot sounds like that. <laughs> uh, um, the UK Google. came out with some sales data. Yeah? That says that uh, 23% of big, bluster, big blockbuster console games in the UK were sold as downloads. Yep. It's only going to get worse. Yep. That's, that's a thing. Like... If you go look at GameStop stock over the last five years, there's a pretty clear trend there. Yeah. 20% of FIFA 18, 20% of Assassin's Creed Origin, 21.5% of Battlefront 2, 20.8% of Call of Duty World War 2 were all digital downloads. Which, question is, I hope you don't have a data cap? Um... I mean, other countries better data. Yeah, yeah. That that's the that's the, here in the United States. Uh, yeah. How it's big is that download? Happen. The transition is still going to happen. It's slow, but it's still going to happen. I'm telling you, man. Online. Enemy at the gates. Tesla. Tesla, yes, there was a couple of Tesla got announcements. Their, got their their semis out. Yes, their the first semi run is happening between the Giga Factory and Fremont, California. So this is Tesla using Tesla. Yes. 
Which, right. They are using their own semi trucks for delivery. Yes, of their own components between the Giga Factory and the Fremont Factory. How far a trip is that? Uh, over two hundred and fifty miles. So they drive it one way. Yes. It's probably one of those things where, like, for every driver, there are three trucks. Because you drive the truck one way, you park it and start charging it, and you drive the other truck back and park it and start charging it, and then you drive the other truck back, park it, and start charging and by then the first truck is charged. Well, they also have the, you know, they technically have the 500-mile edition. Which could just make the round trip. Yes. I mean, I guess you'd need to stop for for the trucker to actually like rest. Yes, that would be that would be helpful. Yes, I I don't know if I could sit in the car for five or miles. You could. You've done that. I know. I was just in there thinking of the. So, uh, you've absolutely done that, <laughs> Andy. It's four hundred miles from Madison to Ann Arbor. I've absolutely made that drive without stopping. Now I can't do that drive with the dog and Laura in the car without stopping. No, that would, your dog would go crazy. Oh, he could do it. Seven hours. He can hold it. <laughs> it's not even seven hours. If you don't stop, it's like six hours, four, five and a half, six hours. He could absolutely hold it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how far we can go with the baby in one go. Make it farthest yeah. from so far as from here to with the baby. <laughs> that changes things. Yeah, from here to Flint is the farthest we've gone with the baby in one go without stopping. That's a pretty good distance. Yeah. You fell asleep and we're just like, go! Baby's asleep we put the pedal to the metal. I remember a certain time when we we drove from Seattle to Ann Arbor in 32 hours. <laughs> and each took a 10-hour shift. I seem to remember like very few stops during that 10-hour shift. Yes, where we would basically just uh, splash and dash at the gas station. Yep. Because after PAX, everybody just wanted to go home. Go home. Just wanted to go home and not spend more time with each other. I just want to sleep in my own bed. I just want to sleep. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, the back of that car was so uncomfortable. Yes, yes, it was. The couch was nice in the van, but you weren't that, you didn't go here. Nope, nope, never took the van. Oh. By the time you had the van, I said I'm flying. Yes. And then I surprised you at the airport one year. Yeah, that was, I, that, that was fantastic. <laughs> um, I had no idea, too. So Waymo's got a self-driving semi? Waymo is testing their self-driving semi. Which looks like Remember, a this is the normal semi. This is yeah, I mean not like an electric one. No. But this is the disruptor. This is the the shift in the market of moving from people driving the semi to just auto driving. Yeah, beginning next week, Waymo's self driving truck will begin hauling cargo to Google's data centers. Yep, because Google owns Waymo. Yep. Well, Alphabet owns Waymo. Are, are we going to do that? Are we just going to call it Google? Uh, yes, I am going to always call Alphabet Google because that's what they are. It's yes, I know it's all legal mumbo jumbo and they did things for taxes reasons and other things like that. But Alphabet is equal to Google in my head. Okay. If it ever becomes important, we will try to make the distinction. But this is just like, you know, what's the difference between an exo, uh, uh, an, an exo, an exo? And 
an Alexa? No, it's not at all the same thing. No, no, yeah, because they're the different names for the same thing. Right. They're they're different. I mean, even well, it's even worse though. Like, because an Echo is the speaker. Yeah, the other part is the AI. Right, and Alexa can be built into many other things. You can have Alexa without having Echoes. Like in my fridge. Your fridge has Alexa? That was at CES this year, last year, one of the years. Yeah, but not, you don't have that fridge. No, no, I don't. I could. So, okay, because you said, like, like, my fridge, and I'm like, when did you buy a new fridge? Why did you buy a fridge that has an Alexa in it? What are you doing with smart fridge? Nothing. I am not. Like, I win. If you have a smart fridge, I win. <laughs> you win what? I don't know, but I win. <laughs> I don't think you're ever going to have a smart fridge. No. Um, okay, where were we? Self-driving semi-trucks. Waymo has self-driving semis. Market disruptor. If it takes off, like, if, if self-driving semis become a thing, that's that's pretty big. That's pretty major. I heard somebody tell me that actually, like, you know, self-driving semi-trucks will actually increase the number of truckers needed. Who said that? Due to the fact that you'll still need the local drivers to things. Yeah. Will Andy? Yeah. Do you think you will need more local drivers than you need right now? No. I think it was so, the Teamsters unit, Union that said that or something. I, I think the Teamsters Union is wrong. I think the Teamster Union is trying to cover <laughs> their bases. I think the Teamsters Union is scared as fucking hell. Probably, yes. And if they're not, then they're being ignorant, willfully. Because this is like, this could be a huge disruptor. You will not need more professional semi-drivers. No. You know who's probably really scared is the train companies. I don't know. Is it still cheaper to just load it onto a train for cross-country? I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a transport mogul because like it's still pretty cheap to throw this on train. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like it's it's a pretty big shift. So Waymo testing self-driving semis. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Um, how we doing? Uber and Waymo are partnering. They're talking about things together, which is weird because they they just finished a lawsuit with each other about like intellectual property and corporate espionage and poaching. And now they're like, Hey, so we're both interested in the same thing. Should we collaborate? Like, should we work together on this? I view this in the same way that Apple and Samsung kept suing each other while Samsung was still one of Apple's biggest buyers. Yeah. It's, it's silly. Yes. But also interesting. All right, what else we got here? Um, Probably time for the randoms. Well, one last thing, the Boring Company. I love that name. Uh, this, is, just, this is Elon Musk again. Yes, right? doing his underground tunnels. So he has to be clear, he has Tesla yes. for the ground. Yep. He has SpaceX yep. for outer space. Yes. And he has the Boring Company for underground. Yes, because it's not boring like yawn, I'm bored. It's boring like I'm boring a hole in the ground. Yes. This is part of his Hyperloop idea. Yeah. God, how much of a 
James Bond villain can you be? Okay, so the Hyperloop idea, what is what is going on with the Boring Company? Uh, they've decided instead of, <clears throat> you know, using these boring tubes for cars, to use it for bicyclists and pedestrians. You know, years ago, years and years ago, I came up with an idea. You know Main Street in downtown Ann Arbor? Yes. And how uh, when you're approaching it from Stadium, there's this big hill. Yes, that is a big hill. And like all of downtown is on top of that hill. Yes. And the other side of downtown actually comes back down a little bit. Yes. I wanted to main seat into a pedestrian walkway and have the cars go under that hill. Kind of like Seattle sort of thing with the buses? Yes, kind of, but more just like they go straight through. Okay. There's no turn, like, from that onto Liberty because you're underground. But yeah, but Liberty goes down as well, so you could pop out. Okay, maybe. Liberty doesn't go that far down. Well, maybe. But yeah, so that, that was my... I wanted to do that. It was it was not economically feasible. No. No, it was not. It'd be very hard to tunnel under downtown Ann Arbor. Yes. But it sounds like Elon Musk could to do it. My God, could you think of how to... All the traffic they would have to divert. Yes. Downtown Ann Arbor would be even more of a cluster than it already is. Yep. But only for a little bit. I'm trying to think of how many times, though, I traveled through downtown, if that makes any sense. Most of the time, if I traveled on that section, it was traveling to downtown. Right. And so going under Main Street would not be particularly helpful. No, because where I'm going is most likely attached to Main Street. But wouldn't it be wouldn't it be nice to be a pedestrian and just to have that entire walkway? That would be nice, yes, because think of about all the, all the restaurants there. Restaurants. Where if we got rid of the road, could like expand outward and have more they, outdoor seating. They do have already too much outdoor seating. Nah, My they only have too much outdoor seating because you you don't like walking between the tables in the restaurant to go to where you're trying to go. Yes, all the people who are sitting outside vaping, it was just like, really, dudes? We get it, you vape. Yeah. Moving on, I believe it is my week. Yes, it is your week. I would like to review an app. Okay. Called Kogi. Not Corgi. Not Corgi. Kogi. C-O-G-I. Okay. Kogi is... C-O-R-G-I. No, it is not the dog. Why would, why are you even... Stop it. Uh, Kogi is a, a recording slash note taking device. So it's it's not a recorder, right? It's for like sitting in a conference or in a class and you're, you're recording things and taking notes. But Andy, have you ever recorded a class, like an entire lecture? Uh, no, I have recorded, uh, sit down interviews with people. Okay. So that's, that's a lot of audio to go through. Right. And that thing, like I teach classes and every so often I see my trainees recording the class and I'm like, you're not going to use that. No, you're not. You are recording seven and a half hours per day of content, much of which is silence. It's like work on this exercise or it's me telling a story about packs because I tell stories. Actually, I tell stories about you a lot um, just so that you're aware. 
Thanks. You're welcome. It's because it's we do after break activities. So like you come back from the break, they're like, hey, so welcome back, everyone. I want so to talk to you. I'm your funny about- friend. Is that what it is? You you are my friend, Andy Lowe, that, that does things. Like I, I tell the Waldo story. That does things. You are my friend that, that I do things with. So Waldo and Pax and the cross country super trip, uh, stuff like that. Okay. Um, so they're, they're getting this huge selection of recording, most of which, A, they don't need, and B, is keeping them away from the good content. This they actually want to get to. Yes. So what Kogi does is lets you record silly. Like, it just streams memory. It streams the recording into, into short-term memory, right? And then just after 30 seconds, throws it out. It's like, you don't need this. You don't need this. You don't need this. And so you just have this buffer of the last 30 seconds of what it's recording. But then you press a button and it starts goes back and it saves that 30 seconds and then continues to save the recording until you tell it to stop. So if the person, you know, says something that's like, all right, you guys, you really need to write this part down because this is important. Yeah. Then you press the button and it's already recorded the previous 15 or 30 seconds depending on your settings. That is adjustable. Um... Okay, so the question is, how do you get the recording out of the app? Uh, it's just saved as a media file. Okay. So the app has its own stuff built in. Let me double check, because I've actually never... Oh, and you can also do, like, pictures, you can take photos, you can do stuff. Uh, you can write down notes and have it time-stamped. Uh, if I click share, yep, export session, and you can email it to yourself. You can save it to Drive. If I save this to Drive. Cool. Yep, it just saves it as MP3s. Okay. So there you go. Hmm. Is it free? Yep. There are premium options, premium services uh, for things like transcription or using the phone for it. Oh, so you could record a phone call? Uh, I don't know. I have not used record your calls and not from any phone. Yes. It's like the old Google Voice option that went away. Yep. Oh, God. What is Google's changing something and I forgot what it is. Oh, they just changed Android Pay to Google Pay. I know. I was, it was part of our G Suite, though. And I for, Oh, Calendar, yes. They're changing Calendar? Yes, they're changing the look of Calendar. Why? Okay. That was my thing as well. I'm still on the old Calendar until they pry it from my cold, dead hands, which they're <laughs> going to do anyway, sooner or later. Yeah. Because you hear that, Mr. Anderson? That's the sound of inevitability. Okay, you can stop that now. <laughs> had a lot of coffee no you haven't or have you i don't had my normal amount okay that's not a lot do you know how much coffee i drink when i go to work i normally give myself about 15 ounces and that's it i had five shots of espresso by lunch that's a lot of uh because <laughs> i i got a large latte which is three shots and then for dessert at lunch i got a a uh, double espresso milkshake. Now I don't do this every day. To be clear, I do not do this every day. But just when when people say like, "Oh, I had so much coffee," I'm like, "Yeah, did you? Are you sure? You might have had a lot for you, but is that a lot?" It was really good. the 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 espresso milkshake was just like that was fantastic. That was a great dessert. So Kogi, yes, it's a, it's a really nice little recording app. 
It's very useful for taking notes. It's very useful for listening to speakers, uh, for meetings, things like that. Okay. I'll have to keep that in mind. Granted, I've just, I just take notes now. Yep. But sometimes it's nice to have exactly what people say. Yes, that is also true. So I do have to say is your phone is, your phone's a great note taker because you can take pictures of things. Yep. You can do the recording of things. Yep. If you want to actually write notes, you can do that as well with a stylus. I should probably get a stylus. I don't know if I'd like be able to hold on to the stylus. Like I'd lose it at some point. I'd set it down somewhere and lose it. Well, mine, um, because I just went, you know, to the, the Great Lakes Broadcasting Conference, there's all the, you know, the tchotchke, and a lot of them have pens now with, uh, instead of either a stylus on the tip, mm-hmm. uh, I found other ones that actually have stylus uh, nubs on the clicker part of the pen at the very top, so you can actually flip it over, and the stylus is smaller than, you know, on the front of the pen. Neat. So that's nice. Very neat. Yeah, so it's my new favorite tchotchke. Okay. Random topic. Random topic. Rolled ahead of time. Yeah. From something you already own. Yeah. What would you put in a time capsule to be open 150 years from today? 150 years. 150 years from today. What would you put in a time capsule to be open in the future? My six terabyte hard drive. No, no, because it probably wouldn't last 150 years even in a time capsule. I was trying, I was, I was going to be like, what? What? I hope this is Kate's answer, but she randomly just walked in with a squid hat on. <laughs> okay. Well, that's. Yes, I think that's what Kate's answer was, is a squid hat. See, I was going to go with like the, the collected works of man. <laughs> Kate's going with our happy Easter pterodactyl. Okay. Because nothing says Easter like dinosaurs. Like a pterodactyl. Like a pterodactyl. Um, I don't know. I mean, I want to put something in there there that would be beneficial for people in 150 years. I would put coins. Yeah? Yeah, coins. What kind of coins? Just, you know, all the nickels and quarters and everything they've got. Okay. In the hopes that your A, you know, the coins may or may not be around in 150 years. And so that would be like, we used to pay, you know, people with these things. Or B, you know, the coins are going to be over 150 years old by the time somebody actually like opens them. They might, are they, would they be worth something more? I mean, the coins aren't really worth much right now. Do Do you think they'll be worth anything? Well, I don't know how, you know, okay, so it's, you know, classic coins, you know. Okay. I don't know. Is uh, how, you know, how much is like a 19, granted a 1927 quarter right now is worth more than uh, 25 cents. Yeah, but how much more? Let's see. Pre-1927 quarters. Is it 27 that our quarters were changed? Coin Trackers has estimated the 1920s Sting Liberty quarter value at an average of nine dollars. One is it is uh, if it's in certified mint state, it could be worth five hundred dollars. Heck, just the melt value of that coin is three dollars. Oh damn, that's impressive. Um, 
Yeah, in so good shape, this is, it's seven fifty. Assuming this is like a good time capsule, like one that's going to be perfectly sealed, where things will survive in there, so like paper would would exist. Um, maybe a book or a couple books. Paper is not gonna end well. Paper can survive one hundred and fifty years. Yeah, true. It's not in the sunlight. No. Nope. Right. That's why I say, like, if it's a good time capsule. Yeah, but you got to care about those because I remember. If it's like a plastic bag that I'm burying in my backyard, no, this will not work. What was it? It was a, it was a Zillow commercial where the the guy, uh, you know, buys his grandfather's house, and so he goes out into the backyard and like digs up a box he buried back there, and you're looking at it going, "That's just like a metal tin that you buried in the backyard. It's not going to look that good." Nope. Put in my my spiffy new carbon fiber wedding ring. I'm saying that coins. Heck, you could even buy, you know, one of these coins here that's already, you know, 100 years old. Throw a couple of those in there as well. So you're just giving money to someone, some random person 150 years in the future? Yes. Okay. It's a long-term investment. Yeah. You could also just, like, put your account number in there. <laughs> Who knows if I would the banks bury, are still going to be around? I, I would bury my passwords. All my passwords. All of them. 150 um, years. I would save a copy of Wikipedia. No, no, because I technically I don't. You don't own Wikipedia. it. That's why. Well, but that's why I said like my six terabyte drive, right? I would just save that because I, I own that now. Yeah. I get to do whatever I want with it. So I download like Wikipedia and the works of like uh, of, of modern man and a bunch of artwork. And, but then would the hard drive last? Oh, that's a excellent question would it last 150 years would they be able to power it in 150 years you i have a feeling you would have to literally like take it to a clean room and have Ooh, i don't even know if yeah you would have to you almost have to save a computer with it yeah to be able to access it and instructions on how to use the computer well, I hopefully people would understand how to use a computer 150 years ago. Andy, what did computers look like 150 years ago? Uh, they were non-existent 150 years ago. Andy, what do you think computers are going to look like in 150 years? I don't know. Andy, what are the chances that computers in 150 years look anything like what they do now? Oh, they probably won't. They will probably look absolutely nothing like they do now. Thus, instructions. 150 years is a long time for technology. What was the, the fact I saw the other day? It took humankind four times as long to go from copper swords to steel swords than it did to go from steel swords to nuclear bombs. Technologies move really fast. So, yeah, there we go. Anything else? Yeah, I'm 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 still gonna go with my cone my coins. Coin. Okay. So on the on that note, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast. Thank you for listening.